Greetings, my peeps, and welcome to the All Things Basketball Podcast with your boy GD. In this episode, I'll be giving you a special Christmas edition of the All Things Basketball Podcast. All five games that was played on Christmas Day. I will break it down and we'll talk about it. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Okay, guys, let's break down the Christmas games that took place. There was five games in the NBA, so let's break all that down, shall we? So we're going to start off first with the first game that came on at noon. That was the Knicks playing Atlanta, actually Atlanta coming to the world's most famous arena. And uh, they came in. Without Trey Young, remember he went into health and safety protocols. Um, so in that game, the Knicks ended up getting the win, 101 to 87. Let's talk about those Knicks. Julius Randle led the way for those guys. He had 25 points and 12 rebounds. He also had six uh, threes in that game. And then there's Kimball Walker. You talk about redemption story here. Uh, <laughs> Kimball Walker banished from the lineup by Coach Tibbs has come back in a big way. Um, in this game, he shot it awful, though. Uh, three for 12 from the field, two, from, two for nine from three-point range. But yet and still, he had a triple-double. Ten points. 12 assists and 10 rebounds. And actually, he's the second Nick to put up a triple-double um, on Christmas. The other one being Carmelo Anthony. So, uh, But they end up beating Atlanta. So, um, And then for the Hawks, uh, John Collins and... DeLon Wright, who's subbing for Trey Young, both had 20 points in that game. The big difference in this one, the bench. Knicks bench, who they got a lot of the guys back. Um, they got Obi Toppin back. They got uh, Alex Burks. They got him back. Also got Quentin Grimes. Uh, Emmanuel quickly isn't back yet, but he should be on the way soon, so... Um, and then, well, I'll talk about D Rose and, um, another podcast, but D Rose wasn't there. So, um, with his injury, but the bench outscores Atlanta's bench 38 to 23 with Obi Toppin getting 13 and that beautiful Duncan transition, uh, under the leg type dunk. Oh, man, that kid. Uh, just love that kid. And then Quentin Grimes has 15 to lead the bench. So, uh, so bench outscoring them by 15. Pretty much the difference in the game, to be honest, because they won by 13. So, uh, 14, rather. I'm sorry. So, so for the Knicks now. Now, right now, they stand at... Uh, 15 wins against 18 losses. Uh, right now, they're about 
12th in in that division. And it was right around this time of the year, uh, last year, where they went and took off, um, reeled off a bunch of wins and really got hot. Um, I think the problem for them is pretty simple. Um, they are 7-11 and 11 at home, 8-7 and seven on the road. So they basically got to learn how to win at home. That's what it comes down to. If you're going to be a successful team in the NBA, you have to know how to win home games. You have to. That's your bread and butter. Uh, I always use this formula um, when it comes to evaluating a good team. A good team will go 500 on the road. Um, that would be about 20, uh, 21 wins 20 losses so a little above it teetering around it and um if you get 30 home wins along with that there you go that's 50 wins right there so um the knicks again of the teams in the east only one team has a losing record at home and that's the Philadelphia 76 and you know they're dealing with a plethora of problems over there. So, um, But yeah, so you show me a good team, that's a team that knows how to win at home. So Knicks got to learn how to do that. Last year they had the luxury of not having fans. They got to they learn how to play in front of these fans, man. Um, I understand, I get it, the... the MSG fans can be some of the kind of fickle fans sometime, but you got to learn how to play games in front of them. Uh, you can't let them get into your head. I always use this. Um, this is what Alan Hahn says, and I full, I fully agree with it. It's the heaviest jersey in the NBA. It is. It is. Everybody want to talk about the Lakers. Maybe that is. Maybe a Boston is. Only difference is those teams won before and plenty times before. Uh, the Knicks, they are during their 75th uh, year of existence, and they have only show for those 75 years two world championships. Two in 75 years. So. It's the heaviest jersey in the NBA. And it, you, you can't tell me otherwise. Um, but if you can win here, man. Oh, my gosh. it's You pretty much got the keys to the city here. It, the 94 team is still beloved. Go figure. The 99 team still beloved. Even though those teams come short. So, imagine a team that actually goes all the way forget about it so so here's the deal for the Knicks the next 18 games that's a few games this month and all of next month of those 18 games only five teams are 500 and over so they have a golden opportunity with coming out of January if they're not at least a few games above 500 I would say at least about because right now they're three games under 500 so 
if they could flip that and be a, at least about six games over 500, I know that's a big ax, but the schedule is right for them. It's right for them to do that. Uh, they got a road trip coming up, four-game road trip. Winnable games here. Winnable games. You already have a, a over 500 record on the road, so slightly over 500, but uh, you need to get this done. Otherwise, it's going to be a long stretch, and a lot of teams are meandering right now. You're only about two games out of that sixth spot. Uh, come on, let's, let, let's, let's get it going now, so. All right, so that's my Nick rant, guys. So, um, again, they get the win 101 to 87. Moving on to the 230 game, that was uh, Boston going to Milwaukee and giving them pretty much a tough time. But um, Milwaukee gets the win 117 113. This was Giannis' first game back. He was in health and safety protocols. So, um, and boy, did he come back in a big way. Uh, 36 points, 12 rebounds. He also got help from Middleton and Drew Holiday. Uh, 17 points each from them. And then for Boston, both uh, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, 25 points apiece. Now in this game, Boston was leading it for the most part. And then up to the... Fourth quarter, with five minutes left, they were up by 13. But Milwaukee just turned it on, man. That's, uh, you know, this is a team that we saw last year. They went all the way. They got the chip. So um, this is a team that has heart. So um, even if you're up like that, they're never out of it. Um, you got guys that uh, who's been there and done that when it comes to big games. And you have the Giannis factor. Uh, Giannis is a guy who, you know, a lot of people are talking about Steph Curry, talking about Kevin Durant and what he's doing over there in Brooklyn. But let us not forget the man that in that uh, deciding game dropped 50 points to get his team a win. So uh, let us not forget about uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo. So, uh so Milwaukee gets this win, big win for them. Uh, now they stand at 22 and 13. So uh, still, still can get up there to that one seed. Uh, Brooklyn, I don't believe is uh, this invincible squad. They are very vulnerable right now. So uh, yeah, so now it's the time for Milwaukee to make their run. So. So that is your 2.30 game. So uh, let's talk about the 5 o'clock game, which was the Pearl game of the day with Golden State uh, going to Phoenix to face the Suns. Now, both teams were um, pretty much neck and neck there. Um, coming in, uh, Golden State was 26 and 6 Phoenix was 26 and 5 so they're right there amongst each other they're going to duke it out all season long guys I think that's the way it's going to go down I don't see the Lakers being in the mix I don't see 
I'll talk about the Lakers in a little bit, but I don't see the Clippers now, especially now with all the health and safety protocols they're dealing with and injuries on top of that. Uh, I don't see them getting in the mix. Sacramento is going to stay also ran until further notice. So um, it's these two teams division to win. So anyhow, with that being said, Golden State gets the win here. 116, 107. Uh, so they get that road win. Uh, Steph Curry pretty much doing Steph Curry things, although he didn't shoot it all that great in this one. He did get 33 points leading the way. And then Otto Porter Jr., who was playing um, in place of Andrew Wiggins, who's in health and safety protocols, oddly enough. Uh, he had 19 in this one. And then for the Suns, uh, 21 points for Chris Paul, DeAndre Ayton with 18, uh, Devin Booker really held in check in this one, 13 points. He was held to, uh, five of 19 shooting, uh, pretty much the assignment went to Drew Holiday, who, uh, we, we seen his defensive prowess in the playoffs last season. So they frustrated Devin Booker to the, uh, so much so, they only allowed him 13 points in this one. So, uh, Phoenix, Phoenix was, uh, they were in it, um, at, at the half, they were up by four, but, uh, in that second half, Golden State outscores them 58 to 45 in the second half. So that pretty much, uh, sealed the doom for the Suns. And then you have Draymond Green, who's playing all-star basketball. Um, not scoring you a ton of points, but doing everything else. And this one, he had eight points, 10 assists, um, no, 10 rebounds, eight assists, three steals, three blocks. And I heard he mopped up the gym afterwards. He just did everything. So, um yeah, so the Suns, the Suns are so deep, guys. This is a deep team. Not only Andrew Wiggins was on health and safety protocols, so was Jordan Poole, who was having a fine year thus far. So uh, Gary Payton the second steps in and has a fine game for them. Uh, the the kid uh, Jonathan Kaminga, he's he had a nice little outing as well. So. Uh, this team is just loaded, man. And then remember, on top of all that, they're doing it without Clay Thompson, who should get there uh, next month. I say in January, we'll see him. Uh, James Wiseman, hopefully in January, we'll see him as well. So um, <laughs> as I was saying, as I was watching the game, um, the rich get richer. The rich get richer because... Uh, they're already, you know, the cream of the crop on top of the NBA. And <laughs> to get those guys on top of that, forget about it. So uh, it's a good problem to have. Uh, Steve Kirk kind of, you know, mixing and blending in all the pieces. So um, Golden State's going to be a problem. They're going to be a problem. Um, it's just the way it's going to go down. So, um, yeah, so. So that's the story with the five o'clock game. 
Let's move on to the marquee game. That is Brooklyn going to the Lakers and facing them. Um, the Lakers now in that arena, the crypt, crypto.com arena or whatever you want to call it. It's no longer Staples Center. So um, now it's crypto. So um, in any event, uh, Brooklyn goes in there and gets the win. 122-115, a game I watched pretty much from beginning to end. Um, let's talk about it. James Harden coming fresh off of health and safety protocols. Drops a triple-double, uh, 36 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists. Um, yeah, so he, he comes back in fine form uh, for those... Uh, Brooklyn Nets and then you got Patty Mills who had a absolute monster game 34 points eight three-pointers made and he was just devastating them uh at every turn for the Lakers LeBron James you know he he did his best to carry the load as he always does 39 points for him uh then you had Malik Monk getting 20 Russell Westbrook um I'll talk about him a little bit let me just give you his stats 13 points he shot four of 20 from the field I mean he was missing some point blank shots oh my gosh uh 12 rebounds 11 assists so and then the Lakers in this one rallied back in the fourth quarter got it pretty close and they were doing a lot of that with Russell Westbrook on the bench. So, um, yeah, so, um, and then also, I, I forgot to mention, LeBron passes Kobe Bryant as the all-time Christmas Day scorer. And then he also, at in the same time doing that, he passes Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for the most points on a single day of any player ever. So LeBron's still filling up the record books uh, at 19 years in the league. So, um, yeah, so let's talk about Westbrook. Uh, speaking of LeBron, he uh, actually supports the embattled Westbrook um, as well as the, uh, the acting coach right now, David Fisdale, because Frank Vogel is in health and safety protocols himself. So... Right now, Fizdale is the coach there, and he's not getting a lot of production out of these guys. Let's be clear. Um, and Fizdale, remember, uh, last time we saw him, he was coaching the Knicks and not getting the results there. So he has this pretty much kind of stacked team. Well, you know, there's no Anthony Davis, so, um, but still, you know, he has a LeBron and a Westbrook and, you know, a few other pieces, ancillary pieces, but uh, they they can't get past the Nets in this one. So, again, they support Westbrook. And from what I saw in that game of Westbrook, this is a guy who's just trying really hard. He is trying hard. The results ain't the greatest, but he is out there. He's battling, but... You know, when a guy 
goes home to play in a place that he grew up in, um, a place that he, you know, envisioned himself playing as a kid, you know, one day wearing that uniform. That's a heavy burden, man. That's a heavy burden. And I can speak to this because we're dealing with that here in New York with Kimba Walker. Um, Kimba Walker, you know, the pride that he has that he's, you know, wearing a Nick uniform, growing up in the South Bronx, um, you know, um, there's a certain pride to it, but there's a certain pressing that you do as that player who's from the area there. So, uh, I think that's, um, pretty much the boat that, uh, Russell Westbrook is in. He's just trying so hard and it's just not getting the results that he want right now. So, um, you know, so I, I definitely parallel those two guys. Um, only thing Knicks are paying, uh, a, a, a fraction of what LA is paying, uh, Westbrook, but still, um, yeah. So, you know, then there's rumblings, you know, you hear from the Kendrick Perkins of the world who's saying they, sh they should ship him out, uh, for John Wall. Now, remember, <laughs> John Wall, they initially, uh, dealt for each other, you know, with Houston sending John, John Wall to Houston and then Westbrook going to the Washington Wizards, so. Uh, then of course the Wizards ship him to LA and gets all those guys back there. So, uh, it would be odd for, to have a deal with two same players switching teams again. So first of all, I doubt if, uh, Houston would even do it. Uh, they have a youth movement going on over there. Bringing in a Westbrook would be counterproductive. So they're not doing that. Um, would Philly do it? Um, being that Ben Simmons is on the sideline, I don't believe. I don't believe they even do it. There's not a lot of places you can send the guy. Um, it's got to be a team that wants him. And right now, you know, for the talent that he brings to a basketball team. I don't think there's a demand for him. So I think the Lakers are stuck. I think they're stuck and they're going to have to figure it out. Um, you know, this is a deal that LeBron signed off on. So, um, yeah. So I, I, I'd be stunned if he's moved. I'd be absolutely stunned. So, um, yeah, I, I think they're stuck with each other. So, uh, <sighs> Should L.A. do as what New York did with Kimba, uh, bench uh, R Russell Westbrook? Um, hey, anything's worth a shot at this point. I don't know who you'll have in place of him, but, um, you know, uh, Kendrick Nunn, he hasn't seen the court in, uh, you know, he's been hurt. Um. I thought they even had Rondo. I, I don't even know was the personnel that's over there. But um, I don't think there's many places you can go, to be honest. I don't think they 
They could afford to bench him. What are you going to do? Play Isaiah Thomas over him? I guess. I guess, but um, I don't see them benching him. Uh, so uh, I think they're stuck with each other and going to have to figure it out. That's the bottom line. So anyhow, so that is the Lakers story and the story for that 8 o'clock game. Now let's go to the final game, and that is Utah. Utah hosting Dallas. Dallas without Luka Doncic and um, as well as um, Tim Hardaway Jr. and about nine other players who are sidelined with either COVID or non-COVID illnesses um, like Dorian Finley-Smith. Uh, he, he had a non-COVID illness, but everybody else is in COVID, so. And also Luka Doncic with the uh, with the ankle um, injury as well. He was, was sitting as as it was. So, in, in, in any event, even shorthanded, they uh, barely lose to the Utah Jazz, one twenty to one sixteen. Let's talk about those Jazz. Donovan Mitchell doing pretty much Donovan Mitchell things. Thirty three points for him. Bogdan Bogdanovich, 25 for him. And then Mike Connolly, 22 points. For the Mavericks, uh, Kristaps Porzingis and Jalen Brunson, who's having a pretty good year. Uh, 27 points apiece for them. And Frank Nielakina, <laughs> we got Frank Nielakina sighting. Uh, 17 points for him in this one. Uh, and he... Said he scored back to back for the first time in eight ages. I don't even know if he did that with the Knicks. So, um, in any event, and then also in this game too, Donovan Mitchell aggravated his lower back. So, um, uh, I guess diagnosed to that diagnosis is, will soon to come. So, uh, Utah Jazz. Um, right, you know we talk about Golden State and we talk about Phoenix, but. Utah Jazz is right behind them. They're not too far with a 23-19 and 19 record. So, um, yeah, so they're right there in the mix. Um, you know, a lot of people saying, oh, for the Lakers, um, as long as they don't position themselves to face, face Golden State and uh, Phoenix right now. But I, I say even at their current state, they can't beat a Utah either. Uh, I think a lot of people sleep on Utah. I understand. I get it. You know, they haven't had the playoff success, even with these good teams. But um, this is not a team to sneeze at. I mean, you got Donovan Mitchell. You got a solid uh, floor general in Mike Connolly. You got a man that patrols the middle in Rudy Gobert. Um, they got a pretty good bench over there. Um and if Bogdanovich plays like he plays here, you know, um, that's a dangerous team. That's a dangerous team. So uh, for people to say, you know, yeah, that's, you know, Lakers get to that sixth spot. First of all, they got to get to the sixth spot. So um, I, that's not exactly guaranteed. So, um, yeah, but Utah Jazz will be a problem. Uh, even if. Even for uh, a Phoenix-type team, I think. So, 
Um, yeah, but anyhow, so those are your Christmas game, guys. That's the breakdown for you. So, um, yeah, so uh, also Christmas Day, the, the all-star voting started. So keep that in mind as well, guys. All right. All right. So I'm going to close it off there. Until then, I will talk to you later. So, my peeps, if you enjoy what you're listening to, you can like and subscribe to me on all the major podcast platforms. You can also follow me on my Facebook group, GD That Sports Dude. You can also follow me on Instagram and TikTok at GD That Sports Dude. And on Twitter, I'm there under GD That Sport Dude. You can also write to me at That Sports Dude GD at gmail.com you can also hit my zell at that same email address to support this podcast and again i value and appreciate you listening to the podcast